Welcome to our podcast. Today, we are going to delve into a fascinating topic, designing landscapes for educational purposes, outdoor classrooms and learning gardens. Let's start by setting the scene. Imagine a classroom without walls, where the ceiling is the sky, the floor is the grass, and the blackboard is the world around you. This is the concept of an outdoor classroom, a space that takes learning beyond the confines of four walls and into the natural world. Outdoor classrooms and learning gardens are not just about teaching children about nature, although that is a significant part of it. They are about using the environment as a tool to teach all subjects, from math and science to art and literature. They are about fostering a love for the environment and instilling a sense of responsibility for its care. They are about promoting physical activity, encouraging social interaction, and providing a sensory-rich environment for learning. So, how do we design these spaces? The first step is to understand the needs of the users. Who will be using the space? What age group are they? What are their learning objectives? The design should be flexible enough to accommodate a variety of activities and learning styles. For example, a space for younger children might include elements like a sand pit for tactile exploration, a vegetable garden for learning about plant life cycles, or a butterfly garden for studying insects. For older students, the space might include a weather station for studying climate, a pond for studying aquatic ecosystems, or a bird feeder for observing bird behavior. The design should also consider the physical layout of the space. Is it flat or sloped? Is it sunny or shady? What kind of soil does it have? These factors will determine what kind of plants can be grown and what kind of activities can be carried out. For instance, a sunny, flat area might be ideal for a vegetable garden, while a shady, sloped area might be perfect for a woodland garden with a treehouse for birdwatching. A sandy area might be turned into a desert garden for studying drought-tolerant plants, while a wet area might be turned into a rain garden for studying water conservation. The design should also take into account the local climate and ecology. What kind of plants are native to the area? What kind of wildlife do they attract? Using native plants not only makes the garden more sustainable, but also provides opportunities for learning about local biodiversity. For example, a garden in the Pacific Northwest might include plants like Doug Douglas fir, salal, and sword fern, which provide habitat for animals like squirrels, birds, and insects. A garden in the Southwest might include plants like saguaro cactus, mesquite, and agave, which provide habitat for animals like lizards, hummingbirds, and bees. The design should also consider the maintenance of the space. Who will be taking care of the garden? How much time and resources do they have? The design should be manageable and sustainable, with tasks that can be incorporated into the curriculum. For example, watering and weeding can be done by students as part of their science or math lessons. Composting can be done as part of their environmental education. Planting and harvesting can be done as part of their social studies or health education. Finally, the design should consider the aesthetics of the space. How does it look? How does it feel? The design should be inviting and inspiring, with elements that stimulate the senses and spark curiosity. For example, a sensory garden might include plants with different textures, colors, and scents. A sculpture garden might include artworks that reflect the themes being studied. A labyrinth garden might include a maze for exploring concepts of geometry and navigation. In conclusion, 
designing landscapes for educational purposes is not just about creating a pretty garden. It's about creating a living laboratory, a dynamic playground, a vibrant art studio, a peaceful sanctuary, a community hub, and a global classroom. It's about creating a space that nurtures the mind, body, and spirit, and that fosters a lifelong love for learning and for the environment. Thank you for joining me on this journey into the world of outdoor classrooms and learning gardens. I hope it has inspired you to see the potential of the natural world as a powerful tool for education. Until next time, keep exploring, keep learning, and keep growing.